1: Dot com slash compatibility
2: This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VCN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg, back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. You know, always hit me up on Twitter at air S C O T T S O N A I R. With the Oscars airing here on Sunday, I decided to give out my own Oscars here on the program. And so far, we've given out three of our four awards. To recap, we have given out the best actor in a supporting role to Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. He is an overwhelming favorite to win the NBA's sixth man of the year. He's the second leading scorer on the Miami Heat. And so he wins our best supporting actor award the best picture award uh, not best picture excuse me best director uh went to coach k as uh he has led the duke blue devils in his final season back into the final four in what some would say is his best coaching job throughout this tournament uh other nominees were monty williams of the phoenix suns who's going to win the nba coach of the year Uh, Mike Vrabel, who was the NFL coach of the year. And yeah, even Shaheen Holloway of St. Peter's got a nod as well. But Coach K is the winner for best director, best actor. Uh, The nominees were Aaron Rodgers, Nikola Jokic and Shohei Ohtani. And the award, it goes to Nikola Jokic, who is going to be, in my opinion, the most valuable player in the MVP for a second consecutive season and you can still get the Joker at plus 150 to win the MVP with Joel Embiid being the favorite right now this has come down to a two two player race between Embiid and Jokic and uh, I do like the Joker he leads in most of the analytical categories and uh, maybe maybe there's voter fatigue maybe people just don't want to give it to him back to back but think about this Okay. The Denver Nuggets right now are the sixth seed in the in the Western Conference playoffs. They have played this entire season without two of their best players. And still, Jokic has put up better numbers essentially, than he did last season when he was the league MVP. He'll win it again and be back-to-back MVPs, our award winner for best actor. Uh, The nominees now for best picture. Yes. The first nominee for best picture, 13 seconds. A story of the Chiefs' comeback Against the Buffalo Bills. The ending of the Bills-Chiefs game in the AFC Divisional Round of the Playoffs was the most incredible football game that's an incredible football ending that I think uh, anybody has ever witnessed. Um, I lost a boatload of money on that game. (laughs) It's okay. I'll admit it. 13 seconds left. And the Bills... Could not get a stop, allowing the Chiefs to march right down the field in two plays, kick a game-tying field goal, and then in overtime, get the touchdown to win the game and move on to the AFC Championship game. So, that is uh, the first nominee for Best Picture. Your second nominee for Best Picture, the Cincinnati Bengals run through the playoffs. The Bengals... First defeated the Raiders in the wild card game, then went on to defeat the number one seeded Tennessee Titans despite all the sacks, and then win on the road in Kansas City against the Chiefs, and then just uh, uh and that was in overtime, and then just a run here um in the Super Bowl close game had a chance, unable to pull it off. Uh, The Bengals run through the uh, playoffs, our next nominee for best picture. Speaking of runs, the St. Peter's Peacocks becoming the first 15th seed to make it to the Elite Eight, beating the favorites in the NCAA tournament, the favorites to win it in Kentucky in the first round, then getting by Murray State, a team that had the nation's longest winning streak, and then getting by Purdue as a heavy underdog, only to have the run pull up short here against North Carolina. And you know what? In the first, it's a shame, too, because in the first 10 minutes of that game, they, they had chances. St. Peter's was coming up with stops. They were playing good defense, and they had looks. They were getting open looks from three. They were getting to the basket, but there was just a lid on the basket. They could not make a shot early on, and that was it. And then a a three-pointer by Love, a three-pointer by Manic, and next thing you know, it's a double-digit lead, and the game is over. And, And it was over early. This was, you could have turned this game off. I tweeted it out. I said, time to turn the game off and just enjoy the rest of your Sunday because it was over at like the 12-13 minute mark of the first half. And uh, North Carolina goes into the half with a 38-19 lead. And they win the game 69-49. So just an incredible run for St. Peter's earns them a nominee for best picture. Uh, So those are our three nominees. And uh, you know what? We could put a fourth nominee in there now that I'm thinking about it. And let's call it, the 2022 Boston Celtics. Not so much the entire season for the Celtics, but since the calendar shifted to 2022, the Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA. And more specifically, since January 28th, the Celtics were a 500 basketball team. They were 25 and 25. And fast forward, to now where we are here after Sunday, March 27th into Monday, March 28th, they have won 22 of their last 25 games. So if you break the se- we're right now, let's just break the season into, you know, 25, 25, 25, whatever. Through their first 25 games, let's say, this team was 13 and 12. Through their second 25 games, they were 25 and 25. And through the third 25 games, they are now 47 and 28. That is just unbelievable. 22 and 3 in the last 25 game stretch on January 2nd. When, or let's just call it January first. So before they played that game, when the calendar flipped to 2022, this team was 17 and 19. 17 and 19. Do you realize that since the calendar flipped to 2022? Yeah, I talk about the uh, 22 and three run they've been on. They are 30 and nine in 2022. 30 wins and 9 losses in 2022. So the 2022 Celtics are your next nominee for best picture. Once again, the 2022 Celtics, the Bengals run through the playoffs, the final 13 seconds of the Chiefs and the Bills, and the run for the St. Peter's Peacocks, your nominees for Best Picture. We will unveil the winners coming up shortly. Uh, Wanted to get into the NHL and just go over the schedule here for Monday because it's a short schedule and see if we can find uh, some interesting spots. Uh, The Capitals will host the Hurricanes, Carolina minus 135 on the road, total of six in that game. And credit to the Capitals for the past couple of games, you know, uh, they haven't really had a lot of breaks. They've been playing a lot of games in a row. They beat the Sabres in a game that uh, went into a shootout, and then they were losing to the Devils going into the third period, and they came back to win that game 4-3, to three, really 4-2, to two, but the Devil scored an empty netter with like 30 seconds left. So just uh, an impressive run, an impressive show of fortitude. By the Washington Capitals. The Canucks take on the Blues in St. Louis, and the Blues are minus 135. Sabres are in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Chicago minus 160. The Oilers host the Coyotes. Edmonton is minus 400 in this spot. Um, They need the win desperately for playoff seating. Arizona is on a bad run here. They have lost five straight games and uh i just don't see them winning here in edmonton you got you can't lay the the money here you got to lay the puck line but uh edmonton should be able to come away with a win at home you just can't let a game like this slip away especially when you're in a playoff race with uh you know the season winding down here and then the kings play the kraken once again they just beat them a couple of days ago 4 to 2 Uh, So they play them again here. L.A. is minus 230. I would look at L.A. on the puck line in this one against the Kraken. I'm Scott Satterberg. Coming up next, we will get into all things Philadelphia with Ryan Ross.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game.
2: Be aware of the rules
0: and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one 800 gambler twenty four seven, or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha
1: Stewart, the original influencer.
0: When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media
1: mogul.
2: the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner,
1: the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
2: Steen, host of the Philadelphia CityCast for us, uh, presented by Bet Rivers. will get his thoughts on Villanova in the Final Four Talk about the Sixers, Joel Embiid's MVP case, and maybe a little Phillies as well, since they might be my darlings of this upcoming Major League Baseball season. Uh, And see what he thinks about my long shot to win National League Rookie of the Year as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on v the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast Baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and the Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Scott Satterberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. Uh, Lots of Philadelphia storylines to talk about here, whether it's Villanova in the Final Four, the Elite Eight games that we just saw in the city of philadelphia the sixers who lost to the suns Joel Embiid's candidacy for the mvp and uh my potential play for national league rookie of the year we welcome in ryan rothstein host of the philadelphia city cast presented by BetRivers. rivers for us here at vcin and let's start with the villanova wildcats here ryan uh getting to the final four but losing justin moore i did not intend on that to rhyme but it did so uh, how big of a loss is this for a team that let's face it doesn't exactly go deep into its bench
1: i think you're being very kind with that scott and uh thanks for having me it's, it's good to talk to you again here but Yeah. I mean, they go, they go six deep, you know, they are, they're all of a six man rotation. Uh, So now what, (laughs) I mean, now what, you know, and it's not just one of six guys, Scott, this is, this is a guy that is their second leading scorer in points per game throughout the entire year. This is a guy that, you know, is is paired with Gillespie in the uh, backcourt. I mean, he, he's a huge, he's a huge piece to this puzzle. So they get to the final four, but at what cost, man? And they're going up against this uh, this Kansas team. That's no joke right now.
2: How much of a chance do you give them in this game? Oh man,
1: it's it's tough. I I, I don't know. I mean I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I I don't know because I don't know what they look like now. I mean, I know what they look like. Their game plan is not going to change. I still think it's going to be competitive. And, you know, maybe I'm too close to the situation. I'll admit it. Listen, they've been playing excellent basketball, and they've won some big games. You're aware of them, like that UConn game in the conference tournament, Uh, even a game or two here in the big dance where Gillespie and Moore, Scott, didn't play well, and they still find ways to win. But no more at all. It, I don't know what that looks like, but mm-hmm. I still like Nova to cover. You know, I it's a really weak answer. I'll admit that, man. But I'll take Nova plus four, but I'm, I'm hesitant.
2: Yeah, so am I. And I have them as my national champion, so this one stings uh, for me here, Ryan. Uh, me too. Let's talk yeah. about the games that we saw in Philadelphia. Uh, St. Peter's, the run was incredible. I'm sure the crowd was certainly on their side. They just fell short here against a much more talented North Carolina team, and they were going up against more talented teams in every single game. But this game was the first time that we really saw the mismatch because they couldn't make their shots early on. And once they fell behind double digits, you knew the game was over because they're not a team that's built to come back.
1: I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's That that game was one-slash-loss really in, like, the first five, maybe 10 minutes of the first half. Like I I thought St. Peter's early on, Scott, they were getting good possessions. Like they were doing what they do. They're coming down, getting into their half court sets. All five guys are moving. I should say the other four without the ball. Uh, They're penetrating, kicking, getting open threes. They couldn't knock them down. And then once, once they got into that hole, like you said, for the first time in this tournament, the moment became too big. They started pressing, uh, started forcing their shots, and and the rest was history. They just got the brake speed off them.
2: So North Carolina now advances to take on Duke in the Final Four. Uh, you like the Tar Heels in this one, or are you not going to step in front of the Coach K farewell farewell tour?
1: <laughs> I'm I'll gladly step in front of this farewell farewell tour. I'll uh, I'll stop the bus here. I, I'm not uh, you know I'm not a hater of Coach K, but I, I certainly don't care. Uh, enough to have it impact my my betting decision. But, you know, I'm seeing this one four, four and a half. I'm not laying four and a half with this UNC team. I mean, they've been shooting the lights out, right? Like that's that's what they've been doing here. That's a big part of why uh, they're in this matchup against Duke. I'd probably lean with taking uh, Duke with, with the points. How are you looking at it?
2: Uh, yeah, I think, um, I don't know I, the, 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 right move is to probably take the plus four with North Carolina, but it just seems like I might be playing up the revenge angle a little too much. Ryan, you know, the, the fact that the fact that North Carolina spoiled coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, he, you know, the, the players want to get this win for him and, uh, they might lose in the national championship game to Kansas, but I think that this is a game that I don't want to step in front of Duke.
1: I agree. I mean, and this is, you know, I mentioned UNC has been hitting their shots. They're a good team. They have the the recruits and the talent, but they're not Duke. Like they haven't been at the level of Duke has been throughout this entire year. Now you're asking UNC, oh yeah, you know that game uh, that you won? At Duke in Coach K's final home game. Well, we're going to raise, we're going to raise the ante here. We're going to go all in. Now you have to beat them in the final four. I mean, that's a tough
2: task. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's transition to the NBA. Talk about the Sixers losing to the Suns here, and then look at the Suns. I mean, nothing to play for yet. They still are winning here down the stretch of the season. Now the Sixers are in possession of the four seed. In the Eastern Conference, the Celtics have overtaken the Heat as the one seed. Uh, what's this final stretch going to look like here for the Sixers?
1: It's been ugly, so hopefully it doesn't continue to be ugly. Um, I am not feeling good. I was pounding my chest with you. I don't know when it was, probably right after the Harden trade. Uh, I have been humbled, my friend. I have been humbled. Um, listen, the, the weaknesses of this team that existed the entire year, it, they haven't gone away, but they've been magnified over the past maybe two to four weeks, Scott. They have no depth. We talked about Villanova and their lack of depth. Well, the Philadelphia 76ers, you look at their bench and you're like, wow, that is the island of misfit toys down there from the sixth man all the way down mm-hmm. to 12. You know, that, that's a problem. Uh, Deandre Jordan is a problem. Danny green is a problem. Matisse T great defensively. He can't, he can't hit, uh, the ocean with a rock. So it's, it's a problem. They lack shooting. They lack depth. Joel Embiid looks gassed and they're still trying to figure it out with James Harden in a tough Eastern conference. So I think to sum up my rant, I'm not really confident right now. I'm really not.
2: They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games here down the stretch. Two of them are against Detroit, but we know the Pistons are feisty. Uh, two of them against Indiana. They should win those games. But you got Cleveland and Toronto on the road, and then coming up this Tuesday against Milwaukee, uh, and then a game against Charlotte, who's fighting for playoff positioning. So not going to be an easy finish here for the Sixers at all. If you had to guess right now, what seed do you think they finish at?
1: I mean, I've been saying the three seed for for quite some time, okay. but I'm I, Scott, yesterday they were in first place. Yeah, I mean, right now they're they're in fourth. <laughs> like, so I I don't know, right? Like, how can we how can we call this thing here? Like a week and a half ago, I was talking with people how well maybe we should lose some games intentionally. The Sixers should lose some games. Avoid intentionally. the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's how fans are thinking, man. And now it's like you can't afford to intentionally lose any of these games. I mean, I would say they finished third.
2: Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting. The Bucks, the Heat are really struggling right now. So we'll see how uh, that happens. That game against the Bucks coming up on Tuesday is going to be very important. We got about a minute left, Ryan. And let me ask you about a uh, Major League Baseball thought here. I'm thinking about putting in a bet on Mickey Moniak at 55 to one to win rookie of the year, because if he wins this opening day center field job with Herrera out for six weeks, he might not give that job back. What do you think of that bet?
1: I absolutely love that bet. I I, I love that bet. It's 55 to one. And to what you said, he has ample opportunity here to start the season to, to win the job, I mean, I mean, if he's playing well, when Odubel's ready to come back, why would you take him out? Right? Like you're going to, you're going to ride with him. Uh, so yeah, I think that's great value with a guy that, you know, is going to see plenty of uh, plenty of at bats. He's going to be seeing plenty of uh, plenty of the field, so to speak. So yeah, I think that's a good, a good movement.
2: Yeah. Everyone's talking about Bryson Stott on the Phillies as the rookie of the year. He's nine to one right now. And yeah, he could be the opening day third baseman we know he's the shortstop of the future but moniac is homer in three straight spring training games and uh, i think girardi might have to make this guy the opening day center fielder i can't wait to talk more phillies baseball i'm not i'm not a phillies fan ryan but like every year i pick a darling team and uh it it, they're probably going to be my darlings this season he is ryan Rothstein, host of the philadelphia city Cash. ryan we'll catch up again real soon okay Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Make sure you catch the Philadelphia CityCast wherever you get your podcasts or head to vcin.com slash podcasts. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. send the Sports Betting Network. Play free hoops for a share of $40,000 this March with Xfinity Unbeatable Power Picks. Connect to the cash with winning picks against the spread in eight free-to-play to pools and compete for your share of $5,000 per pool. Head to DraftKings.com slash XfinityPowerPicks now to join the action, Xfinity, stream basketball, and more basketball with speeds faster than a gig. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restricted apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Saddenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's tie a bow around our Oscars conversation. Yes, with the Oscars being on Sunday, we decided to give out our own Oscars here. On the program, our four awards, uh, just recapping what we had for the show. And no, no presenters were slapped. Uh, best director went to Coach K. Yeah, a little sentimental award as the Duke Blue Devils are into the final four in the Coach K farewell season. And uh, he has done a tremendous job this tournament of coaching, whether it's switching to the zone against Arkansas, the uh, use of his substitutions. He really has put on a masterclass in getting Duke to where they are. Right now, so he uh, has won the award for best director. Best actor in a supporting role went to Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. He is the overwhelming favorite to win the sixth man of the year in the NBA. Best actor, Nikola Jokic, who is the second favorite for the MVP in the NBA. You can still get him at plus 150. And yeah, I'm buying him over. Uh, Joel Embiid Uh, the Joker has been doing it all this season without two of the best players on the Denver Nuggets in Porter and Murray and he has continued to shine and put up numbers uh, somewhat better than what he did last season when he won the MVP so uh, yeah we like the Joker to win the MVP and so he is our best actor and the final award is the best picture and uh, there's a couple of, look, uh, the, the recency bias certainly can come into play here, which is uh, why the St. Peter's tournament run is the winner for best picture. The St. Peter's Peacocks from Jersey City, New Jersey, the 15th seed in the East region, defeats the favorites to win the tournament, uh, one of the favorites to win the tournament in Kentucky in the first round, then defeats the team with the longest winning streak in the nation in Murray State in the second round. Then they get by the oversized Purdue Boilermakers in the Sweet 16 and come up short in the Elite Eight against North Carolina where the lid just didn't come off the basket. They couldn't make a shot. And it was unfortunate because they actually played really well in the first couple of minutes of that game. And... It, you know they were down I think it was like nine to three it was nine nothing right but then it was like nine three after they finally made a three-pointer and at that point like I'm thinking to myself okay get another stop hit another three it's nine six and maybe we they can make this a game uh they just could not make a shot it was just really it went from nine three to nine five and you're thinking okay but then 12 5 12 7 and then the run just really started for north carolina it was like i said it was 12 to 7 it then became 27 to (laughs) 9 and then eventually 30 to 13 um 34 to 13 and the first half ends 38 to 19. So North Carolina goes on a run. Caleb Love makes a three. Brady Manick makes a three. And and really, St. Peter's couldn't make a basket. And it's a shame. It's an g- incredible run that they had, an unforgettable run. Shaheen Holloway will now take over Seton Hall, his alma mater. And uh, we'll see if he can continue his magic. He has certainly become a star here in this tournament. And uh, these kids and, and that school, everyone will remember this for uh, years to come. I mean, look, we're still talking about the George Mason run to the final four uh, under Jim Laranega, and and that was an 11th seed. This was a 15 seed. No 15 seed has ever played in the Elite Eight. No Mac School has ever played in the Elite Eight. And St. Peter's did all of that from a small gym in Jersey City to the bright lights of Philadelphia against one of the greatest programs in all time, of all time in North Carolina. So the St. Peter's Peacocks, winners of the Best Picture Award. Let's talk about uh, what we have coming up here in the NBA because the standings now are really, really something. First off, the Boston Celtics, their run has just been unreal. 22-3 and in their last 25 games. They're the one seed in the Eastern Conference now. Miami, they're tied right with them. Technically, they're the two seed. The Heat have lost four straight games. And coming up here on Monday, the Heat have a get-right spot against the Sacramento Kings. This is such an important game because they are staring at that matchup against the Boston Celtics coming up on Wednesday, where it's going to be in Boston, and they're probably going to be underdogs. You gotta win this game against the against the Kings. The number is so high, though, I can't lay 13 with the Miami Heat. Not the way that they've been playing. Not when they're maybe looking ahead to this matchup with the Celtics, or just just staring at the end of the season. And maybe look, I'm not playing conspiracy theorist at all, but if I were, I would say that maybe the Heat are losing on purpose to avoid playing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the playoffs. But you can't do that, especially when the Nets are no guarantee to even be in the playoffs. The Nets just lost to the Hornets, and right now the Nets are the nine seed in the Eastern Conference, meaning they got to win back-to-back games just to get into the playoffs as the eighth seed. So, yes, there's a chance that they could flip-flop with Charlotte and become the eighth seed, so in that case, you only have to win one game to get into the playoffs, and you could possibly be the 7th seed, but where they are right now, at the nine seed, they gotta beat the Hawks, and then beat the winner, uh, excuse me, then beat the loser of the Hornets and the Cavs. Not an uh, easy spot to be in to then, you know, make the playoffs, so I don't wanna just, you know, say that the Heat are losing on purpose, but I'm sure people in Miami are thinking that. I just think they're a team that's struggling right now. At the end of the season, it's just it's catching up to them. So I can't lay it with the Miami Heat. Uh, elsewhere, you got the Bucks are the three seed. Philadelphia is the four seed, but those teams are tied. The Bulls are the five. Toronto is the six. They have overtaken the Cavs. Who so you want to talk about slumping? The Cavs have been slumping. Uh, they've lost six of their last ten games. Three straight losses for the Cavs. They're now in the play-in tournament, not. They're the seventh seed, so they're not in the top six anymore. And then uh, in the Western Conference, Phoenix. I mean, what more can you say about the Suns? they got absolutely nothing to play for, yet here they are still winning basketball games. They've won eight straight games and just continuing to dominate. Uh, The Grizzlies, they are your two seed. Warriors are the three seed. Dallas, the four. Utah, the five. Denver, the six. Minnesota is the seven. The Clippers are the eight. The Pelicans are now the nine seed. The Lakers are the 10 seed. The Lakers just blew a 20-point lead and lose that game. And the Spurs are just one game back of the Lakers right now for the 10 seed. And I'm telling you, the Lakers are not going to make the play-in tournament. The Lakers' remaining schedule is so difficult. They're not, I don't know, they might just, they, they might not win a game for the rest of the year. But think about this. At Dallas, at Utah, home against New Orleans, who you just lost to, home against Denver, at Phoenix, at Golden State, home against OKC, at Denver. They will be underdogs in every game, except definitely they'll be a favorite at home against OKC. They might be a favorite at home against New Orleans. So let's say they win those two games. Two wins in their last nine games. Eight games, excuse me, two wins, that's not going to be good enough, especially when you consider that the Spurs, the team that is right behind them in the standings, that is chasing them for that final spot in the play-in tournament, their remaining schedule, Houston, Memphis, Portland, Portland, Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, Dallas, those two wins against Portland and possibly winning against Houston here on Monday might be enough to get them into the playoffs. Lakers are in trouble. We'll pick out some NBA winners and NHL winners coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSin the sports betting network. VSN, the Sports Betting Network. College tourneys in full swing? Grab a five-hour energy. to Stay alert to watch all your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, well, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue, raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a 5-Hour Energy today. Scott Satterberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. Let's run down the month.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game.
2: in both the NBA and the NHL, and pick out some winners. Uh, We'll start here in uh, the NBA. You got the Nuggets at the Hornets, Denver laying three and a half. Uh, Lean Denver, Charlotte playing the second night of a back-to-back, especially after an emotional win uh, or an important win against the Brooklyn Nets for playoff seeding. I could see them having a letdown spot here at home now against a good Denver team. The Magic are in Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. Cavs are laying nine and a half. Cleveland's just been in such a free fall lately. They have not been playing good basketball. They've lost uh, six of their last 10. In fact, the losing probably even extends more so than that. This team... Uh, let's see. on February 12th or February 11th, they were 35 and 21. And since that date, they have gone six and 12. So they're 6 and 12 in their last 18 games. They've lost three straight games. I don't know if I can lay close to double digits. With the Cleveland Cavaliers, this might be a spot where you wait until it gets closer to tip-off and see which way the line moves. If you get the magic at double digits, I think that's the way you got to go here, taking Orlando at plus 10 if it gets there. Uh, But right now, Cleveland laying 9.5. Hawks are at the Pacers. Atlanta's laying 7. Atlanta's been so bad on the road. Um, And for them, they don't have much to play for. Uh, they are going to be the 10 seed in the Eastern Conference. I know they're a game and a half back of the Brooklyn Nets. I just don't see them gaining that game that game and a half. But even if they do, all that matters, all that's changing, is home court. So like they'll be home for that play-in game, which is very important for them. Obviously, is considering how bad they are on the road. So maybe there, maybe there is something to it. Maybe that they want to fight and get that home court because this season they're 24 and 14 at home 13 and 23 on the road so maybe they want to be maybe that's the fight now for the rest of the season is to see if you can catch up to the Brooklyn Nets who are a game and a half ahead of you and see if you can get the nine seed and you could be uh, and and they could be the 10 seed Uh, they're laying seven on the road in uh, against the Pacers but like I mentioned how bad are they on the road They're like the worst ATS team in the NBA on the road. So lay seven at your own risk. Uh, Heat against the Kings, Miami laying 13. With the way that this team is playing as of late, how could you lay 13 with them? I certainly can't. I know it's a get-right spot, especially with the Brooklyn Nets on deck, excuse me, the Boston Celtics on deck for them on Wednesday. They have fallen out of the one spot in the Eastern Conference. This is a chance to get back, bounce back, put yourself in the win column. But, man, I can't lay 13. Not with the way this team is playing. Uh, The Bulls are at the Knicks. Chicago laying five. Knicks are playing out the strings here. Nothing. They haven't been technically eliminated just yet, but they are uh, five games out. Of the 10 seed, they're not going to get it, even though they've won three straight games. Um, I would actually lean the Knicks here because they're kind of just playing uh, playing loose right now. And Chicago might be a little tight with the, the races going on there in the Eastern Conference. And with the way that the Bulls have been playing, they have dropped down to the five seed now. Uh, just a game up on Toronto for the sixth seed. Spurs are at uh, the Rockets. San Antonio laying six and a half. I love San Antonio in this spot. Um, they're a game back of the Lakers. And I really think that they're starting to see the possibility laid out in front of them, especially with the Lakers losing on Sunday, that they can make the playing game, the playing tournament. They can win and get in. And so they're only a game back of the Lakers. Their schedule, the Lakers' schedule, is very difficult. The Spurs have three games where they're going to be favored coming up. They have this game in Houston, and they have two games against Portland. And if you're a team that is trying desperately to get into the playoffs in that play-in tournament, you got to win the games that you're favored in. And so, this being one of them, I think they go into Houston and win this game. Celtics are in Toronto against the Raptors and Toronto is a three and a half point favorite against the hottest team in the NBA, the best team in the NBA in 2022. The very best team. In their last 25 games, the Celtics are 22 and three. But when you have a team as good as Boston is and the spread is plus three and a half, it's for a reason. They're likely resting a ton of guys in this game on the second day of a back-to-back. Even though Jason Tatum didn't really play the fourth quarter, kind of left the game, but um, I don't know who's... I know Al Horford's not playing. Got to see if Tatum's not playing. Who's not playing for the Celtics here before you make any bet? Uh, But right now, Toronto is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Warriors are at the Grizzlies. Memphis is laying ten-and-a-half, and and it's going to be the same situation for Golden State, as they are likely resting a bunch of guys on the second night of a back-to-back. They lose to the Wizards on Sunday. So here in this game, probably no Draymond, no Klay Thompson, and that's why you're seeing Memphis as a 10.5-point favorite. I would actually look at the first quarter in this game. Memphis is the best team in the NBA in the first quarter of this season. Uh, I They exceed their point total in the first quarter. They cover the first quarter, and I think they – Wind up with another lead here at the end of the first quarter against the Golden State Warriors. And then you have the Thunder at the Blazers. OKC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Portland, who just wants no part of this NBA season. Uh, right now, Portland uh, has ha- is just so bad, but so is OKC. But it's amazing. Oklahoma City is 21-53. That's the fourth-worst record in the NBA yet they have the second-best record in the NBA against the spread. Um, Usually this is a spot, to me, though, to fade them, because, or to fade any team. Like, when teams are so great covering the spread as an underdog, I don't like betting on them when they are favorites. And we've seen it this year with the Pistons, who were so good this year, as an underdog but as a favorite they lose. OKC this year as an underdog, 44 24 and 4 against the spread. And as a favorite this year, OKC is 1 and 1. They've they've only been a favorite in 2 games this year. Very very rare spot for them to be a favorite. Hey, maybe you back them, although I I just – this, just stay away from this game. This is just an ugly one to be a part of. Uh, let's take a look at what's going down on the ice uh, here on Monday. Just short schedule. Hurricanes are at the Capitals. Carolina minus 135. Canucks are at the Blues. St. Louis minus 135. Sabres at the Blackhawks. Chicago minus 160. Coyotes at the Oilers. Edmonton minus 400. And the Kraken at the Kings, L.A., minus 230. For me, it's L.A., minus a goal and a half. That's my play here on this schedule. Uh, they just beat the Kraken 4-2 to a couple of days ago, and I don't see this outcome being any different. It'll probably be another 4-2 finish. So give me the Kings on the puck line here against the Kraken coming up this morning on uh follow the money David Thorpe truehoop.com analyst will join the program and then Dalen Cuff ESPN college basketball analyst will join the program as well it'll be 8 a.m and 8 45 a.m eastern time respectively uh for those two guests joining the program that's coming up on follow the money you can follow me Scott Seidenberg on twitter at scottsonair S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. To recap our Oscar awards, the uh, Best Director goes to Coach K, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Tyler Hero of the Heat, Best Actor, Nikola Jokic, and Best Picture goes to the St. Peter's Peacocks Cinderella Run here in the NCAA Tournament. And I didn't have to slap anybody to give out these awards. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's Onair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.